Welcome to episode number two of Set in Horror. I am your host, Chris Pagnosi. If this is your first time listening, um, well, there's only been one other episode, really, so uh, whatever. Uh, thank you for that. Uh, you can check out episode one with, with Tara Oaks on iTunes. Uh, this is a horror podcast told from guests who have been on sets of horror movies and TV shows, uh, sometimes on the web. Uh, which is the internet, that's the same thing. Uh, okay, let me look over the minutes here from last week. This is just like a business meeting or a town hall forum, except not really. That was a lie. I wanted to try a lie out for the first time ever. And I, I, gotta, I gotta say, that was kind of fun. Um, might be some more lies from me in the future here. Uh, thank you for subscribing if you've done so and uh, the nice comments. Those are welcomed. Please go and do that more. Um, I'd also like to mention at the top here that not all of these episodes are going to be recorded over the phone. Um, I have some really great lineups uh, of people who live right here in Chicago, and those will be coming out soon in November. This episode, however, was Tom Seymour. Uh, very cool guy. Tom's a special effects technician, or as he put it, a special effects pyro technician uh emphasis on the pyro there uh tom has a really awesome body of work and i promise you you've seen some of the stuff that he has worked on and on top of that he's a huge horror fan which is awesome um so please head over to itunes uh, and subscribe and leave a comment if you haven't done so yet and now this the episode go i'm just gonna jump right into it you uh, you are a special effects technician Correct. That's... Yeah, if, uh, if you want to get really technical, I'm a special effects pyrotechnician. But... Oh, <laughs> that is uh, that is amazing. That's an amazing title. I'm having a tough time deciding where to start, so I thought maybe we'd just start at the beginning. Like, wh- where are you from, and, and how did you get into horror as a, as a fan? Well, uh, I'm originally from uh, Alton, Illinois, uh, right across the river from St. Louis. And uh, he was born there, grew up there, and um, uh, didn't move to Los Angeles till 1992. Um, but from a from an early age, you know, I always, you know, I loved Halloween. I loved old horror movies. Uh, I was always just fascinated with that. So that's just it's been part of my life for as long as I can remember. Did you uh, did you go to school for special effects? I did not. Uh, when I was in uh, when I was in high school, I had uh, kind of made the decision that I wanted to become an architect. So I took uh, vocational drafting classes in high school, and then uh, got a um, two-year degree, associate's degree in drafting technology at a local uh, community college. And I worked for about let's see, probably about six years uh, for two different architectural firms in St. Louis, drawing houses and buildings. So I had a completely different path uh, yeah. lined out for my life. <laughs> yeah, I'm still working on my path. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess my... So if you moved out t- uh, to L.A. in 1992, and uh, mm-hmm. looking at your credits here, was the first project you ever worked on, Honey, I Blew Up the Kid? Um, actually, the very first first thing I worked on in, in Los Angeles was, um, uh, it was a movie called The Giver. Okay. And it was a live action version of a Japanese anime character. Oh, cool. 
Yeah, and it uh, it had uh, it was noteworthy because uh, it had a, a cameo appearance with by uh, Mark Hamill. Oh wow! There you go. Yeah. So that was uh, that was my that was the very first thing I worked on in in Los Angeles, and that was probably 1990. Oh okay. Because I had a bunch of friends that were migrating out here during that time period, so I came out to visit them with the intent of you know seeing what it was like out there and exploring work options. And, uh, in the course of meeting people and making phone calls, um, there was a guy who said, Hey, I've got an opening on a grip crew on this low budget Japanese science fiction movie. Are you interested? And I'm like, yeah, count me in. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) What, uh, what is the difference between special effects and visual effects? Well, the way it's evolved is visual effects is, um, Visual effects has always been kind of a big umbrella term okay. that that has encompassed physical effects, as w- which is what I do. Things that happen real time, right? You know, practically right in front of the camera, right before your very eyes. Okay. And then also, you know, uh, post production stuff. Uh, you know, digital compositing, CGI, etc. Um, so for a long time, visual effects encom- was a big blanket term that kind of covered all of those things. But nowadays, when most people hear the term visual effects, they think about post-production stuff. They think about CG and digital compositing and not so much about practical effects. Okay. Um, I want to talk to you about uh, the movie Fortress. Mm, Okay. Um, You did visual effects on on Fortress, and um, this was directed by uh, Stuart Gordon, right? Yes. And Stuart Gordon, uh, of course, I mean, he's got a... An amazing list of credentials, but a reanimator um, mm-hmm. from beyond. Uh, I, I want to kind of ask you your experience working for him and like what your interactions with him uh, might may have been on set. Well, uh, unfortunately for that, um, the the aspect I worked on in Fortress, I was working for a, a miniature effects shop, oh, okay. and uh, we built the uh, the miniature of the fortress. Uh, you know, of the jail yeah. complex. And uh, so that was really my involvement. So I wasn't on, on set for any of the principal photography. I was just part of the build and the install and some of the shooting on the, on the model. Okay. Do you think um, horror films, uh, you as a fan, had any reason like why you wanted to get into effects? Um, yeah, because... Um, uh, you know, from you know, for whatever reason, you know, horror movies always really appealed to me, and I was always really fascinated um, by the behind-the-scenes aspect of it. It's like, how did they do that? How did they make that? How did they, you know, how did they build that thing? You know, and I was always very interested in that. And um, and for me, you know, you hear a lot of times when people are talking about, uh, you know. Uh, Stage magic and magicians, they're like, oh, it's like I never want to know how the magician does the trick because that ruins it. Right. Well, that that was never true for me. It's like, you know, even with same thing with magic, you know, it's like, you know, I watch a magic show and go, wow, that's amazing. I'm, you know, really entertained and enthralled by it. And then when I learn how it's done, it actually, I appreciate it even more because I appreciate the resourcefulness and the ingenuity and the skill that it took to bring that off. So it doesn't diminish the experience for me. And it was the same thing with movies. It's like learning how they did it just made me appreciate it on another level. Absolutely. Did And did you maybe have anybody uh, that you looked up to, like a Rick Baker or a... 
when I when I was in probably in junior high, I you know I met up with a couple of guys that eventually became my lifelong friends, and we were all shared a fascination and reverence for Ray Harryhausen. Oh, absolutely, uh, Seventh you know, Voyage of we Sinbad. All grew, yeah, we all yeah we all grew up watching Jason and the Argonauts and you know Golden Voyage of Sinbad. And, yeah, you know all those movies. So <laughs> that was like one of my you know big heroes early on. And, uh, you know, the three of us, you know, made our own, you know, you know, bought a used Super 8 camera at a yard sale, you know, and made claymation movies down in the basement, you know, just trying to, you know, mimic what we, you know, we saw on the big screen. But growing, but growing up in a small town, you know, it's like, I, even though I was fascinated by all that, it's like the idea of trying to do that as a career was so kind of far beyond my imagining because, you know, there was no access to that. I didn't know anybody and it's like, I didn't, you know, have a clue how you would even get into that line of work. So I never really thought I gave that a lot of thought as a career path, you know, early in my life. Yeah. Did you and that group of friends, did you guys uh, create some of your uh, own effects for fun before you? We did, you know, it's like we we made claymation movies, you know, we used to, uh, you know, there was a magazine called, um, called Cinemagic that okay. was kind of directed at, at, you know, you know, independent kind of movie hobbyists, you know, and it, you know, and it, and it explained how to do fairly sophisticated effects, you know, on a shoestring. So, you know, we were experimenting with, you know, with like mat shots and glass paintings and, and stuff like that, you know, on a super eight level. Do you have a, uh, a favorite job or um, maybe even a favorite effect that you have uh, been a part of? Uh, let's see. Um, there's, you know, there's, you know, a lot of it's, you know, a lot of fun and there's been a lot of great, great stories and a great, a lot of great projects, you know, a couple that are noteworthy, um, you know, for me was, um, uh, I worked, um, on Pirates of the Caribbean two and three and, um, and that was on location in the Bahamas, you know, so, you know, yeah. I got to, I got to, I got to go to work on a pirate ship every day, Yeah. you know, and we were setting off cannons and setting things on fire and blowing things up on the water and, you know, and being out on the ocean, you know, on pirate ships, yeah, you know, every day. And that was, you know, that was going to work. Yeah. Was, uh, uh, Gore Verbinski, uh, hands-on in that, or is he sort of just let you guys work on your own? And he was, you know, he was a pretty, you know, he was a pretty hands-on guy, but he was, uh, he was also very, you know, respectful, you know, that, uh, yeah. you know, he just, he just expressed, he was very good at, at expressing what he wanted at communicating, you know, what he had in mind and then kind of trusting people to deliver what he had imparted. And, uh, and he was, you know, he was a really good, good guy to work for. He was, you know, he was always... He was organized. He was on the ball. He was always very respectful. I never saw him lose his cool, you know, and we were in a lot of, got into a lot of crazy, stressful, you know, situations on that show. And, you know, and he was always, like I said, never lost his cool, you know, never started yelling and screaming where, you know, it would have been very easy to do. So it was a really good experience working with him. Uh, Could you say the same um, for uh, Roland Emmerich and, and, and Godzilla? Uh, again, most of that stuff, it's like I, I was working on the, you know, the visual effects units, like sure. miniatures and stuff like that. So I wasn't on, for, you know, principal photography. So like on, 
you know, on Titanic, on uh, Armageddon, and, you know, on Godzilla. I was usually on a second, you know, a visual effects unit and not part of principal photography. So normally I didn't have much interaction with the, with the directors, uh, you know, in, in those on those projects. Okay, absolutely. Um, I see on your IMDb page that you have a, a nickname here, uh, Hand Grenade. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is, is there a specific moment that got you that name? My one of my one of my good friends and coworkers, uh, JD Street, uh, gave me that name because uh, um, the way he describes it is that. Uh, he goes. I have uh, I have some sort of uncanny ability to to say, you know, or make really inappropriate, crude, <laughs> horrible jokes yeah. at the most inopportune moments, and get away with it, <laughs> which okay. he doesn't understand. And uh, and so he one day he described that he described me as the social hand grenade. And he goes, <laughs> he goes. I always find it funny. He goes to just pull the pin and throw you into a crowd and see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> I was I was thinking that's. It was more to do with the pyro, but that's amazing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, do you do you um as far as like going to the movies and uh, do you still go see a lot of horror and and uh, uh, what have you seen lately? I, uh, I I do. I still love going to movies. You know, I love the experience of sitting in a theater and watching a movie. Yeah. Um, you know, and even though I've been doing this for nearly 30 years, you know, it's like, it, I still, I still enjoy movies. You know, I'm able to go in and sit down and just be entertained and get yeah. sucked into the story. So I don't spend all my time dissecting, you know, Ooh, that was good. That was bad. Right. Um, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a little behind right now just cause I've been busy. Uh, probably the last horror movie I went to see in the theater was, um, uh, get out. Oh yeah, yeah, really great. Yeah, and I was and I was really blown away by that because I, I kind of went in not knowing much about it. I'd heard a couple people say, "Man, go see this movie," and uh, so I kind of went in with no background and really no expectations, and and, it, and I was really I was really blown away by it. I thought it was I thought it was great. I thought it was a, it was a great story. You know, I didn't see it coming. You know, and it was well told. It was creepy. You know, all the all the good parts of the horror movie. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and they're making a lot of uh, remakes of horror films. Is if you had to, uh, or would you want to see something maybe from like the '80s or '70s remade? Do you have something mm -hmm. in mind that you'd like to see remade? Yeah, it, I, I do. It's like I, you know, it, it's probably more of a science fiction movie than sure. a horror movie. Okay. But the one that comes to mind is uh, I would love to see um, They Live remade yeah. with a, a little with a little bigger budget. You know, and a little, you know, a little less comical script. Sure. I, you know, I really loved that movie. I thought it was a great story, a great premise, and I kind of like to see that. You know, you know, with the justice, you know, that I think it should do. Yeah, now is the time to do that, and, and they're actually doing. Uh, I think a, a few of John Carpenter's films. They're redoing Halloween right now, or not redoing mm -hmm. it. It's a continuation of the of the first film, and uh, I also heard they're remaking Escape from New York with. Uh, Robert Rodriguez, but I think mm -hmm. they live would be a very political time to do it right now. Yeah, very very apropos for what's going <laughs> on right now. I'm trying to think. Um, uh, this is just a little a little background thing, just uh, especially uh, concerning horror movies. Yeah, like I said, when I was a kid, I grew up, you know, always fascinated by Halloween and horror movies. But I grew up, you know, when I was you know, nine, ten, eleven, something. You know, like 
I was watching like the old Universal horror movies and the B movies on like Chiller Theater on Saturday night. Yeah. And it was like Dracula, Frankenstein, Wolfman, you know, them, Giant Scorpion, Praying Manus, you know, all of those kind of movies. And, um, and I'd have to look it up, but sometime in the early 70s, Vincent Price came out with a movie called Dr. Fives. Okay. And, uh, and, and I was already familiar with Vincent Price from older movies. So he has this new movie coming out. And so I begged my parents and I'm like, oh, Vincent Price is in this movie called Dr. Fives. And it's, and it opens this weekend. Can we go see it? And my mom and dad were like, yeah, okay, sure. You know, he likes horror movies. You know, it'll, it'll probably be fine. <laughs> and looking back on that movie now, it's it's a little campy and over the top. But compared to what I had been exposed to, that was an order of magnitude difference in you know in in atmosphere and the gore level and the shock value, and uh, that put me off horror movies for a couple of years. Oh, wow! <laughs> wow! As a kid, <laughs> I saw I saw it as a double I saw it as a double feature. It was Doctor Fives. And Count Yorga Vampire. Okay. Again, 1970s, you know, and, you know, kind of gory and bloody and, you know, kind of graphic. And again, you know, an order of magnitude from what I've been exposed to just watching horror movies on TV. So those two kind of rattled me for a couple (laughs) of years. And then, but, but I got sucked back into it. Yeah. I mean, that's uh, essentially that, that's what you want from a horror film is to walk away, uh, maybe a little changed and terrified. Right. <laughs> That's uh, I'm Vincent Price, uh, master of horror, right there. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. Are you have uh, you have anything um, coming up uh, as far as work goes that you're really excited about? Anything maybe horror or sci-fi related? Uh, well, right now it's like uh, I have a full-time position on um, the TV show Criminal Minds. Cool. Yeah. So so I'm here uh, every day. You know. Uh, you know. You know, for the for the whole season, I've been on this show for the last nine seasons, actually. And it's you know, it's a FBI crime story, but it's a, it's essentially a horror movie Absolutely. every week because it's it's the serial killer of the week. So we're always doing something you know creepy or horrible, or you know, there's blood and people getting killed and tortured, and you know, so there's a even though it's not really a horror show. There's a lot of horror show elements to what I do on this show. 100%. Yeah, I mean, the writers, but they probably pull from a lot of true crime and um, stuff from the headlines as well. They, they do. One of the writers, one of our staff writers, uh, his name's uh, Jim Clemente. Uh, Jim Clemente is retired FBI agent, and he used to do what the characters on our show do. do, do. He profiled serial killers. Wow. So he brings a lot of, you know, his real experiences to the show. And and our scripts aren't necessarily adaptations of, you know, real cases, but they're influenced, you know, or inspired by, you know, real right. events. And, and then also, you know, some this is just inspiration that, you know, the writers come up with. Yeah, yeah. On their own. But there is, you know, they, you know, they have Jim and they have, uh, they have a couple other, uh, you know, FBI, you know, like technical consultants. So a lot of this comes from, you know, real events and, you know, real procedures and the way they actually investigate these cases. Yeah. Nothing more terrifying than real life. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Can't thank you enough for doing this. Uh, I really uh, appreciate that. Um, No, my, my pleasure. 
Well, thank you very much. And, and uh, I hope I, I get to talk to you again soon. Maybe we'll do a, a second episode. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. Call me anytime. You know, happy to do that. You know, I love, you know, you know, talking to and communicating with, you know, people about, you know, what I do and, you know, it's, it's what I'm very passionate about. And, you know, and I like sharing, you know, and I got, I got a zillion stories. <laughs> okay. Well then there'll definitely be a follow-up episode. That was uh, that was episode two of Set in Horror, and I uh, cannot wait to rewatch some of the films that he's worked on, uh, especially The Giver. Um, Giver, G-U-Y-V-E-R. The movie he had mentioned was his first film um, that had Mark Hamill in it, but uh, there was also some other amazing horror actors, uh, legends, really, in there as well. Uh, Michael Berryman, Jeffrey Combs, and Linnea Quigley are all in that film. Okay, Set in Horror is a Sea Monsters production created by me, Chris Pagnosi. You can follow Sea Monsters on Twitter at MonstersC. Uh, I've also created an Instagram and Twitter for Set in Horror, and those are at Set in Horror. Easy. Uh, pretty lucky that those were available. Um, okay, uh, everything else you can find on the website at www.cmonsters.tv. Um, find me on all those so- social platforms and uh, say hello. Like I said, I'm, I'm looking for more friends. So far, I've got a couple more from uh, the first episode. So what are you waiting for?